couple of years ago when we started these Good Friday services, I felt like it was a good opportunity for us to just be a little bit somber and think about the cross in light of the coming resurrection this coming Sunday morning. And uh, so I've tried my best to um, take some things each year and deal with them about the cross that maybe uh, we don't have time for all of the time. And so last year in particular, I dealt with the, uh, the atoning work of Christ upon the cross and the fact that He was bearing all of the wrath of God for us, God's wrath that belonged on us because of our own sin. Jesus died in our place on that. And so this evening, I just want to take a few minutes and speak to you about the issue that is found in Matthew chapter number 27, verse number 26. Please don't turn there. We're going to read from Psalm 22, 23, and 24. But... um, if you have not experienced a time in your life where you felt like God has forsaken you, just hang around a while and you will. In all of our lives, even as believers, there are times where we feel like God has forsaken us, that God has abandoned us, that God has left us and gone away, and just like we saw and heard in the video at the beginning. But I want you to understand this evening that for the believer, God will never leave you and He will never forsake you and God did not ever abandon His Son. And I want you to walk away from here this evening as you think about the cross work of Jesus Christ and His atoning work for our sin. And I want you to take joy in your heart that even with all of your sin and all of your shame and all of our baggage and all of the things that weigh us down and keep us from glory, that when Jesus Christ is our Savior, there is nothing, no nothing, that can separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus. Maybe you might say, well, what about Jesus upon the cross? God could not look upon sin, but yes, the Bible also teaches that God never deserts the righteous. No, when we read... My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And we'll get to that in just a moment. It is the humanity of Christ calling out from the cross, identifying with how we feel in our life, and far more than that. But Jesus was doing more than just simply quoting a Scripture from the Old Testament. As you will soon see from the Bible, Jesus was telling every human being that would ever hear the Gospel story that The gospel is more than just a man dying on a cross. It is the cross, it is the burial, and it is the resurrection and risen Lord Jesus Christ that gives us victory over death, hell, and the grave and our sin. If we were to take time tonight, and we won't, you would find three very odd things at the end of Matthew chapter number 27. You would find that in verse number 46... At the um, third hour, which would be the uh, or the ninth hour, which would be three o'clock in the afternoon, everything was dark. The world had gone dark, and on the cross, and Jesus speaks these words in Aramaic: "Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani." And being translated in your Bible, says, "My God, My God, why have you forsaken me?" And that is one of the oddities and the mysteries of the cross that the Son is calling out, and for the first time, rather than referring to Him as the Father, for the first 
time in all the Bible, he refers to him as his God. And he says, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? The second very odd thing that you find is directly following that story, that moment right there where he calls out and says, why have you forsaken me? You find that Jesus dies, he gives up the Spirit, and in the city, as God goes to be with those who are in the valley of the shadow of death, so the tombs burst open and people that have been dead for centuries arise and walk into Jerusalem. And the third very odd thing at the end of chapter number 27 is that the earth quakes and the people who are crucifying Jesus standing at the foot of the cross who had been mocking Him ten verses earlier, quoting Psalm 22 saying, if you're really the Son of God, then God will help you. In a moment of fear and trembling amongst the darkness and the earthquake, what do they say? Truly, this is the Son of God. In a matter of ten verses at the end of Matthew 27, you have Jesus crying out, Matthew 22 As the suffering servant, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? You have Jesus, who is God with us, walking with those that have died. And because He who cannot be conquered by death, He brings them life. And He is the anointed one that brings the dead back to life. And at the end of the chapter, He is the Son of the living God, the eternal Christ King who will reign over all the world forever. Now let me explain to you what Jesus was talking about. Many times when rabbis were speaking, they would simply say one verse. And when they said one verse or one thought from a verse what they were trying to communicate to you was not just some verse that had been picked out of the Old Testament, but they were communicating to you a whole section of Scripture. And when Jesus is hanging on the cross and the world goes dark and the earth is quaking and the sins of all unbelievers in all the world are being poured, the cup of wrath being poured into the Son of the living God, when Jesus is dying for our sins, He cries out not to say that God has abandoned Him, but so that every human being that would ever hear the story of salvation would go back to the Psalter, back to the book of Psalms and read Psalm 22, 22. 23 and 24 together because that in itself is the messianic truth of the death, the burial, and the resurrection and the returning of Jesus. Now, with the suffering servant in mind and the anointed king that brings resurrection and the returning king of glory that shall make all things right in your mind. Follow along with me as I read Psalm 22 23 and 24. For sake of this evening's time, I will only read the first 21 verses of Psalm 22, but I would urge you to continue reading sometime between now and Sunday. Think now, Psalm 22, of that suffering Christ upon the cross. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Far from my deliverance are the words of my groaning. The word there is roaring. Oh my God, I cry by day, but you do not answer. And by night I have no rest, yet you are holy. 
O you who are enthroned upon the praises of Israel, in you our fathers trusted. They trusted and you delivered them. To you they cried out and were delivered. In you they trusted and were not disappointed. But I, I am a worm, not, not even a man. I am a reproach of men and I'm despised by the people. And all who see me, they sneer at me and they curl up their lip and they wag their head and they say, commit yourself to the Lord and let Him deliver you. Let Him rescue you because He delights in Him. Yet you are He who brought me forth from the womb. You made me trust when upon my mother's breast. Upon you I was cast from birth. You have been my God from my mother's womb. Be not far from me, for trouble is near, for there is none to help. Many bulls have surrounded me. Strong bulls of Bashan have encircled me. They open wide their mouth at me as ravening and roaring lions. I am poured out like water. And all my bones are out of joint. And my heart it is like wax. It is melting within me. My strength is dried up like a pot shirt and my tongue cleaves to the jaw. And you lay me in the dust of death for dogs have surrounded me and a band of evildoers has encompassed me and they pierced my hands and my feet and I can count all of my bones. They look, they stare at me, they divide my garments among them and for my clothing they cast lots. But you, O Lord, be not far off. O you, my help, Hasten to my assistance. Deliver my soul from the sword. My only life from the power of these dogs. Save me from the lion's mouth. From the horns of the wild oxen. You answer me. Psalm 22. Is Christ on the cross? My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Psalm 23. Is Christ going through the gallows of death, the anointed King who brings resurrection? The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down. He makes me to lie down in these green pastures, and He leads me beside these quiet waters, and He will restore my soul. He guides me. Oh, He guides me in paths of righteousness for His name's sake. And even though even though I am walking through this valley of the shadow of death, I will not fear evil. Why? For you are with me and your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Even while I hang on the cross, even while people are cursing me, even while I am dying for the sins of the world, you will prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You have anointed my head with oil and my cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will, maybe in your translation, in translation, I will dwell. Really the translation is here, I will return to the house of the Lord. The suffering servant of Psalm 22 that dies upon the cross is the anointed king that brings resurrection power 
to every human that believes. And yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you do not have to fear evil, for Christ is with us. Matthew 27, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Christ wants you to see Psalm 22. The graves bust open as Jesus gives up the Spirit. And because God who is alive is now with the dead, they can't help but come back to life. Resurrection, Psalm 23, Jesus wants you to see. At the end of Matthew 27, those who have been cursing Jesus under the earthquake, all creation speaks out that He is the King. And they say, truly, this is the Son of God. They want you to look back at Psalm 24. Read with me. The earth, right? The earth is quaking at the cross. The earth is the Lord's and all it contains. The world and those who dwell in it. For He has founded it upon the seas and established it upon the rivers. Who may ascend into the hill of the Lord? He... And who may stand in the holy place? He who has clean hands and a pure heart, who has not lifted up his soul to falsehood and has not sworn deceitfully. Isn't that what they were accusing Jesus at the cross? That He was deceitful? He shall receive a blessing from the Lord and righteousness from the God of His salvation. This is the generation of those who seek Him, who seek your face, even Jacob. Lift up your heads, O gates, and be lifted up, O ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is the King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your head, O gates, and lift them up, O ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is the King of glory? The Lord of hosts. He is the King of glory. Matthew 27. Jesus is dying on the cross. Don't ever again take a verse out of context. Jesus is not saying my Father has abandoned me. Jesus is not saying there is a rip and a separation in the Trinity. Jesus is not saying that. No, what He is saying is, I want every human being to see what is happening on the cross. And yes, from a human perspective, I identify with you and it feels as if my Father is long away. But what I want you to do is not stay in this moment, but to understand the Gospel is the cross and the resurrection and the return of Jesus Christ. He is our victor. You walk out of here tonight. You walk out of here understanding that you may be in a place that you feel forsaken. There might be somebody in this room this evening that is dealing with depression and anxiety and fear and heartache and uncertainty. I want you to understand that for the believer, God will never forsake you. He will be with you. And the Son that died on the cross is the Son that gives us resurrection. And He is the coming Son that will rule over all the world and make all things right. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. He took your sins away on the cross. He was raised again on the third day to give you life. And the coming Son of God shall restore all things 
You are not alone. He is with you even now. We come to a time in this service where we take the Lord's Supper together. And even there, it dovetails together because this is what Jesus said. The Apostle Paul, picking up on the words of Christ, says, do this in remembrance of me. The Apostle Paul says, do this until he comes again. When we take the elements, we understand that Christ had a broken body upon the cross, that He went through the physical and spiritual and mental agony for your sins and my sins. All of your gossiping, all of our little sins that we, all of the things that cloud our minds, all of those since Jesus died for that. His body was broken and the Bible says that His blood is the blood of the new covenant. The Old Testament had a law that always wanted you to be conformed outwardly. But Jesus says the blood of the new covenant is what I have worked inside of you by my own good will. What you can't do is save yourself. What Christ can do is to save you. And why do we take the elements? We do this until He comes again. And we show the world what we have believed about the cross, what we believe about the resurrection, and what we believe about the return of the Lord Jesus Christ. In just a moment, I'm going to have a word of prayer for us to enter in upon this time together. When I finish praying, I'll have you all stand and just like we've done in years past, these two, these, this center aisle here, you see there's a station on either side. There'll be deacons on either side of these stations. And after I pray, if you'll stand with me, just file down, you'll get your drink and the bread, and then go back to your seat, and we will take the Lord's Supper together to close the service this evening. Would you pray with me at this time? Our Father, we do come to You. And we thank You for Your Son. We thank You for His salvation. And Lord, we thank You that on the cross, Jesus bore in His life all of our sin and all of our shame. He died in our place. Father, You did not run, but You were there. And we think tonight, not only about the cross, but about the resurrection and about the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I pray that the gospel would saturate our lives, that we would love You and appreciate You for all that You've done. Now, Lord, as we enter in upon this time, I pray that You would give grace and strength to all of us tonight.